That would be so funny and weird. I'm concerned because while Aiden is a heavy blend of the both of us, I don't know. Mason is starting to lean towards his dad with the attitude and everything like that. Like they were talking. I was trying to figure out because Mason doesn't. He says he's a cancer. I have a Gemini and a cancer. Oh. Yeah. 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 Is he a cuss, baby? I don't believe in cuss, but he probably would be. I do need, I want to eventually get um, both of their astrological charts and go through them. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot. Like, so he does this thing where he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he says thank you, but he doesn't say please. He sticks out his hand and goes like that. So I was trying to find out from his daycare teacher if that's like some sort of sign language. And she was like, no, well, please is this. And he was like playing with another kid and the daycare teacher was trying to get him to say please. And he looked at her like, he literally went. (laughs) And then she goes, well, I guess you're not asking for anything. So that would make sense that you wouldn't want to say please. And he went. I went back to what he was doing, like you dummy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I asked him how his day was, and he looked me dead in my face and was like, Dog. And I was like, But the dog's not here. How was your day? And he goes, Dog. I was like, So you're not going to talk to me like I'm stupid. That's what you're not going to do. <laughs> I heard you the first time. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> that was like me and his daddy, and like you have my kid. You have my kid. <laughs> and the dog is also a Libra, so <laughs> I'm just. You've seen my baby pictures. I always look unamused. It always he always like, look unamused. I always look like. What's going on here? I don't trust y'all. I don't like. Oh my- I be trying to get him so pumped for daycare, Ray, and I be like, "Do you want to see such and such?" I asked him that on Tuesday, and I will never ask it to him again. I said, "You want to see such and such?" He said, "No." Oh, okay, no, then. Man. <laughs> my mom always tells the story. Of like when I was in daycare and I told the kids to kiss my ass, and she thinks it's because I was watching *In Living Color* the night before, and I I am a thousand percent sure I meant it with all my heart. You I meant that shit with all your heart. You said it. You know. probably said it in the right context too, <laughs> the right tonation. You you were kiss my ass. <laughs> and it is probably because I learned the phrase from um, *In Living Color*. I'm not taking that away from her, but I understood what it meant. I wasn't just repeating. I just you were not repeating at all. You were like, nah, yeah, I understand completely, a hundred percent. Oh my god, kiss my ass. He is a child. He so he definitely does like he's doing his like baby speak now, and then he, you know, peppers it in with words. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't like to be told what to do. So we used to tell, he used to tell me night night. Mm-hmm. And now, so now when I go say night night, he goes bye bye, and I'm like no, say night night. And he looked me dead in my face and went bye bye. 
And I was like, okay. He knows how to say the dog's name, but refuses to say it because I've asked him to say it now. So the dog is Milo. And he can say Milo. He has said Milo, but now he goes, Lo. And I was like, but all of that extra stuff was unnecessary. Just say Milo. You know what he's doing? He like, I can't, I can't advance too quickly. This is a West Indian household. They go put me over. They are ate it. Why ain't it gonna say when does he get to start doing chores? You don't do your own chores. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We still have a weekly fight on you doing your chores in a timely manner. And you worried about this child? Your room smells like balls and sweat. Leave me alone. I gotta get deodorizer for his room. One of the day one of the uh Boy Scout teachers said that that's how boys smell. And I'm like, no, I lived with a boy. No, no this you is live disgusting. with a clean boy. You live with a clean boy. And like that's the difference. That is that is the world of difference. A man who like cares about his body. You you forget that they are a man sometimes. <laughs> because like when they do man you're like I'm telling you, men stink. They he, is, he is nasty. Anything I've been telling him, like you think I don't peep the nasty stuff you do. He ain't do his laundry this week. Why he, he wore a hoodie? He wore a hoodie Sunday. Did not do his laundry like he was supposed to, and then wore it to school on Tuesday. and walked out the house, and I was like, "You nasty buzzard!" Because yo, there are boys that care about what. Like, I don't know what it is. It makes me so fucking mad. But like. There are boys that just see hygiene and, like, being clean as, like, a thing to do, as another chore. And it's like, it's literally your body. It is, you don't care. It's literally your fucking body. Like, okay. how do you not understand? Like, trying to get that point across is so hard to men sometimes. And it's either they care or they don't. And it's very early when they care. Because, like, my best friend, he has cared his entire life and has continued caring. What did you say? My best friend. You know him. I'm not a male, so I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. You know who I am referring to. Do I though? Because I last time I checked, he is the reason I have... why I can watch Peacock to do this podcast. And I am glad that he is a great friend to you. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, he has always cared from the day I have met him. He is. You don't care been... about me though. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Why are you this way? It's my Scorpio nature. I know. Once an episode, you get territorial. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it really once an episode? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll say something, and it's like, you ain't never watched that with me. It's like, I mean, it's true though. I asked, <laughs> I even asked you. I asked you on Twitter or X 
What is it you want me to watch so we can discuss it? You ain't even respond to me. Because one of the answers is Grey's Anatomy, and the other answer is Invincible, a very violent cartoon. I mean, but that's not the point. You still should have responded to me. I figured I would do it on the podcast, you know. No, you hurt my feelings. Shout out to your best friend, though. (laughs) You are adorable with her. So possessive. Anyway, it's been eight <laughs> minutes and we haven't even branded the We're in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that should be the tagline now. Brand the podcast. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what's up, everybody? It is your migraines up co-host, Ray, joined by my co-host, I'm actually not tired. So that's that's a, a plus. I've been taking magnesium, so maybe that's what it is. It's so also I am 9.59 here. in the morning. I'm typically tired when I wake up. You forget by the time, like, most people have woken up, I've dealt with two children. <laughs> I've gotten the husband up. I've done worlds. <laughs> um, but I'm Chanel. I'm here. Just hands. Joe's alarm went off at... 4 30 this morning and i woke up and my left eye was like it's 4 30 in the morning how does my brain even know to hurt me right now that's, that's the worst though waking up with a headache because it's like your eyes open and then your head's like yes feel the pain that you should have felt for the last few hours yeah <laughs> like I woke up again at six and it was still like boom, boom, boom. But then my head was also like, hey, what's up? Hi. Oh, no. It's it's garbage. I, I made plans to do some day before Thanksgiving drinking. And they were like, you are in your 30s, man. Be an adult and not try to drink the night away the day before Thanksgiving. But I don't have to cook. I don't. I don't are have you, to cook. Are you going with your in-laws? I will be with my brother's in-laws. Yeah. You're going to have to cook. No. I told... Are they catering? I told Jose to, like, make sure he, like, gives me my, my portion. The portion that we missed. You guys are splitting for yeah. Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're splitting. Oh. Yeah. He'll be with his family. I'll be with my family. And mostly so I can... You know what? I was like, how much am I saying on this podcast? See, that's why I was like, smile. (laughs) No, my mom hasn't seen her son in years. Yeah, years. So, you know, gotta be there for that. Yeah. I I miss my, my... What did you call them? Nibblings. Nibblings? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because you need need to enunciate them bees, man. It comes through the headphones. And I'm like, did you just call them nibblings? Like, what? (laughs) Is that because they're biracial? Is that what we should call Phoebe? (laughs) <laughs> I, so, 
You what? I have pasta shells for dinner last night, so I'll be nice. Are you preparing for Thanksgiving? I went. No, I went to like a. Um, I went to the gym in uh, Howard Beach. Fancy. I know. Yo, the Planet Fitness in Howard Beach. Oh. All right, Howard Beach. You are Uber away, but I see you. Who is an Uber though? Yeah. I'm supposed to be starting Muay Thai, Muay Thai next Muay Thai. week. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. There we go. I don't know. Um, so how has your week been? What is your report? Report out. Tell me what you've been doing. Oh, my report out. Okay. So um, I've been, for playing, I did it a little differently. I have okay. been playing uh, Snow Angel, Renee Rapp's latest album, and Chemistry by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I like how you uh, you switched that up. That's cool. Yeah. Have you listened to Kelly Clarkson's um cover album? I or are you talking not. about Kelly Rowland? No, no, no. I'm talking about Kelly Clarkson. Okay, Kelly yeah. finished one of her last albums, like Coffee or something. Chemistry. No, she put one out. This is the uh, the divorce. Oh, this album. is the breakup album. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the breakup album. Okay. And- because oh, I love her singing A, B, C, D, E, F, U. That's all. She took that song and owned it. Oh, the breakup album is so good. Is it it's good? It's so good. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Like, we gonna find you, and we gonna get you back for Reba, and we gonna get you back for Kelly. We gonna the get you back. The fact that she had to give him half still blows my mind. Fuck that, yo. What else have you been doing? Oh man, um, Pop TV plays ER the way TNT used to play ER. So from like oh. nine a.m. till noon, it's ER, baby. Taking up that charm spot because I, I can't. E you can't do both, right? E is playing Charm Two from the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So TNT plays Charm. E plays Charms. I'm all charmed out because I gotta do this podcast. But Pop TV, baby. Oh my God. ER. Okay. I'll take the a original, look. The original Grey's Anatomy. So good. This is the original Grey's Anatomy. And we're in the uh, John Stamos years now. Oh, I forgot he was on ER. Man, we just went through this the before John- after he had the depression because he wasn't getting no work. I guess this would probably be after, right? I don't, I don't he did know. This, he did like um, SVU. I don't. I feel like these are around the same time. Maybe I'm getting my timeline messed up. Either way, um, we're in the last season of Six Feet Under. Okay. Um, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. And I see the barriers that they were breaking at the time. Watching it with 2023 eyes. Y'all doing a lot. So it doesn't stand the test of time like people say it does? It does. It does. You just have to remember that this is an early aught show. Okay. An HBO early aught show. Okay. Right. Where they Thank were pushing the envelope, but we are still in the early odds. 
Um, I'm watching, obviously, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Potomac. I am obviously an episode behind on Married to Medicine and Invincible. Alice, poor Alan. Ah, but yeah, it's. I almost want to do Invincible to you because it's so. It is a good cartoon. It's very good. It's also very violent. <laughs> Doesn't he like curb stomp his son out or something like that? He puts his son's face through a train, a moving train. That's cool. Yeah. And then curb stomps him. <laughs> yeah. Invincible is just very, like you said, it's very bloody. And I don't, and this sounds horrible, but like I, ID and like Spirit Eye Neighbors, like my cozy yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So yeah, there's that. What else have you been up to? That's, so that's, that's it. Yeah, um, I mean, if we're talking about eating, I went to the Cheesecake Factory this week. I don't know why people are we're talking shit about Cheesecake Factory. I like Cheesecake Factory. That term was Sue Cheesecake. Mm. It's in my friend. I have not had. God, I don't think I've had Cheesecake Factory since last time we were in Vegas. Yeah, we so were... that was a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm so mad. I was planning like a Valentine's Day Vegas trip for, you know, for me. And life happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, have him pay for it. If you can plan it, you can say you had to pay for it. Plan it. <laughs> I think this is. Come on. Oh, what, I, I, I do? what else have you been doing? No, no, no. I, some... I, I put it in the atmosphere. I was like, oh, so sad that we can't go on like. A tropical trip. You know, I was planning a trip to Vegas. Pout, pout, pout. Pout, pout, pout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, planting the seedlings. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So I started reading Legends and Lattes. It's about a mercenary orc who builds a coffee shop. So I'm literally at the part where she's building a coffee shop. It's really cute and cozy. I don't know if it's my reading speed or if it's a short novel, but I only have like an hour and a half left. And I just started like a couple days ago. I feel like it is your reading speed. You do read fast. I do read fast. Um, I told you yesterday, I'm completely obsessed with the new Death Cab for Cutie song. It's mm-hmm. a five minute song. Sirius XM mm-hmm. has a replay. So the moment it's over, if I'm in the car, I go right back to the beginning. It's such I do like oh, it. Oh, good. So I, it's I, I. don't know. It's the words, but it's also like God. We haven't. I haven't had a song that has like a really good instrumental in mm-hmm. so long. So you got them drums and then the instrumental. Oh, I am absolutely thrilled for that song. We've been spoiled or not spoiled. We've been conditioned to like these TikTok songs that yes that are super quick and don't have like a beat. Which is why I'm... Oh, I forgot. I've been also listening to the flute album. I started and it like... Oh my... I can feel the vibrational changes. And mm-hmm. I actually have a reading to do later for a friend of mine. So I was going to play it to see how that changes the vibration. Because typically I do play um, binaural beats if I'm doing a heavy reading. Mm-hmm. So I will see. But I do I, like it so far. Yeah, I was playing it um, while cleaning up. My kitchen 
fucking shit. And you didn't want to cause murder like you typically do? Yeah. So to paint the picture for the audience, I am using Goo Gone in my kitchen and a scraper and is going through decades of gunk that has built up in this inherited apartment of mine to paint a, a cleaner picture. Um, and, oh my God, I am, I'm exhausted. I am literally cleaning cupboards, top to bottom. I'm wiping off the seasoning containers before they even go back in the cupboard. I am washing the dishes. Oh, I can't wash dishes anymore because my sink is backed up. <laughs> yes. So I was playing the flute album in the midst of that. And I was just like, you're not going to get me down. I, this has to get done. This has to get done. I will not be upset. Mm. But yeah. It's, you on that. yeah. So um, I, I don't even say it about that. <laughs> I only gotten through the first song. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I do love the fact that they're very like the like titles nine are very minute emo. Songs. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I want to truly listen to it without having the kids around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm still playing Baldur's Gate. Well, I've picked it back up, but I also have uh, Game Pass, and there's a game that I've been waiting for for a while. It mm-hmm. came out on Switch first. It's called Min- Minoko's Night Market, and it's a cozy game. Yeah. But Mel's been yelling at me because I'm playing three different games at once, and he's like, "Pick something and play it." And I'm like, "But you got." I-, I feel like it's the same thing with books. Like, sometimes I'm not in the mood to mm-hmm. to be all hack and slash and. You know, sometimes I wanted something cozy to warm me up before I go to sleep. So oh. I think I'm going to finish off Coffee Talk and then play Minoko's Night Market. I was listening to the Gossip Kings podcast, and they had a guest that told the story of, like, back in the GameStop days where you can, like, return a game within, like, a week. Yes. So you can still do that. Yeah. The game just has to be used. You can't do it new. And Mel used to do it all the time. But now that the games are so much longer than they were before, you're talking about like 400 hours, 100 hours, 200. So mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate in itself is like 250 hours, I think. So mm-hmm. when you have games now that are like 100 hours, 200 hours, where you're doing all these side missions, you can't mm-hmm. really return them in a week. But mice do that. I would wait a couple of weeks for the game to come out, buy it, use, play it for seven days, exchange it, for, or exchange it and get something else. Yeah. Those are the days. It'll be sad when GameStop is no more. I know. Uh... Christopher Nolan was on, I forgot where he was selling this, but he is, digital media is dying, baby. It's. I have all my, like, everybody's upset about giving up their DVDs, and I still have mine. I still have mine. I never was a DVD person, so streaming was perfect for me because I didn't buy. But now with everything, which is also concerning as somebody who's always had a, I wouldn't say always, but since about 2008, I've had had a Kindle Mm -hmm. and it's very concerning now because I'm part part of like some Kindle groups and people be doing effed up stuff or Amazon will think you do effed up stuff and will completely shut down your Amazon account, which also you lose access to your books. So I've started to do a lot more Libby versus buying off of Amazon, which Mm -hmm. no, you don't get to keep the book. Um, But But I also don't- supporting your local library. Right. And I also, I also don't 
typically reread books. Mm-hmm. But guys, so I am looking from a book <laughs> from 1985. It used to be one of my favorite books. Um, it did not come with the move. And I want the original cover. So that's the problem. Because the newer covers are ugly. And the original cover was very soft. It was pink. It had roses on it. So I'm in like all of these groups now in search of this book. Because I'm so, and I don't want to get the Kindle version because apparently the Kindle version changes like scenes and names and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I really want this book. It's one of my favorite books. It's one of the only books I think I have read more than five or six times. I am not a book rereader, and it's because I've like because I finished the book already. Once I start, if I try to reread it, my brain starts automatically rejogging my memory. Right, and I'm just I like I don't want to remember this. Shut up, shut up. I just want to read. No, it right. won't happen. Um, so I might reread Akatar when the next book comes out because. And just maybe the first two, I, I didn't really like some of the other ones. They weren't as good. Not that I didn't like them, but they weren't as good. Like the first two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but the ones with her sister, I don't give a shit about your sister. I don't give a fuck. I'm fuck. I'm fuck. <laughs> that was like my whole like feeling throughout reading it. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. <laughs> But I mean, I've, I mean, I've re- I think if something has a series and it's taken a long time for a book to come out, then I will go back and do like, like you said, because your brain kind of starts to fill in. Mm-hmm. So it's a quick read, like a, a rush through and not kind of being self-indulgent and taking the time to read it. But I think that's it. I'm not really doing anything else on television. Oh, I am obsessed with Poke Bowls now. They are so delicious. So that's that's what I've been eating. I've been eating spicy tuna pokeballs. <laughs> I just remembered that I watched Pete Holmes's latest Netflix special. I'm not for everybody, and I am not for everybody. So <laughs> who is that? Uh, he had a show on HBO, Crashing. I listened to his podcast. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, you made it weird. oh I know his face. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a safe comedian, I guess. He's not like safe as a Christian, but like you're not going to get too offended by his work. It's funny though, because if you look it up on Google, because as you were saying safe, mm-hmm. it says people also search for TJ Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the former Mucinex guy. Now that's Jason Manzoukas. Wow. My knowledge of random information is just... It's wild. It's wild. But you know what? The people are here for charm. So let's get into this episode. That was a good segue. Bravo. So we are on season three, episode 11, Blinded by the White Lighter. The original air date is January 25th, 2001. The writer this week is Neil Scoville or Nell Scoville, who has 34 writing credits. The last one was 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 in wow. 2022. So literally last year. That one, that's still going on. Two, mm-hmm. when you said that he wrote for it, Kid Me didn't think that there were writers. I really thought all of that was impromptu, which <laughs> kind of takes the... The, the mystique the, away? Not just the mystique, but as they're watching these movies and they're making fun of them, I thought a lot of it was off the top. Mm-hmm. So now it's, it's it, I don't know if it's as fun because they're, they're just reading a script, right? Or maybe it's like a reality situation where it is scripted to a point. No, don't try to make me feel better. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll never do that you again. Just, you just, you just, I mean, you can probably make your other best friend feel better. So it's fine. Continue. The director this week is David Strayton, who has 88 directorial credits. The last one was Magnum P.I. earlier this year. He has a total of five charm directorial credits, one more in season three, two in season four, and one in season five. Hmm. Yes. Uh, Our guest stars this week is, I got to take a whole breath before I say this woman's name, and hopefully I don't butcher it. Audrey Wazalewski Wazalewski as Natalie I didn't like her uh, which I think she did a good job playing another character actor I literally just watched her in an episode of Six Feet Under <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> uh, like literally yesterday um, she was in their cold open so she was a cold open actor anyway uh Natalie, sorry, Audrey has 250 total writing of acting credits. Most recently, Alice's Wonderland Bakery in 2023, which is, I believe, like a kid's children's show. Like, it's animated for sure. Oh, is that on Disney? Probably. It's cute. It's really cute. And my personal fave, Red. You, She was in the trailer for Red, which is so wild. Um, huh. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen Red. Kiss this, Grandpa. It is a very fun movie with John Malkovich and Bruce Willis and Mary Louise Parker. Yes. Oh, and Helen Mirren. And one more, one more. Morgan Freeman. Boom. Retired, extremely <laughs> dangerous. That's what it stands for. <laughs> Again, guys, all I do is consume media and just take in the knowledge. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily that you consume media, but it's, I think it's your recall mm-hmm. on media. Because I feel that tons of people could consume as much media as you do, but your recall is... Vikings. Steve <laughs> Valentine as Ames. 109 acting credits. Most recently, Riley Rocket, but I loved his arc on Mom. That was a good show. He was on Mom. I don't... I only watched Mom when I was on maternity leave. Yeah, he's in the later season of Mom. I love him, though. I do love him. He's he's very handsome. And and re-watching this, I wish we had more of... I mean, he definitely had some of his comedic charm, but I almost wished it was an arc because I was sad. 
for him to just be like a baddie of the week. I really liked him. I, and I would have loved to, and we could talk about that, but I would have loved to have known his why. I'm sorry. He has a fuck ass Bob. And that's what oh, no, I know. <laughs> I, was it up. I was picking it up. Um, I would have loved to have known his, his why, but mm-hmm. um, I liked him a lot. I do want to highlight LaShawn Anderson, who is simply credited as witch. She was the hostage, and per IMDb, she has 10 credits, but I found more when I went on her actual website. She was on Port Charles and General Hospital and Happy Endings, so she definitely had a parking spot on the ABC lot, okay? The guards definitely knew her. They definitely knew LaShawn. Love her up, love her down. She definitely played a nurse. Because Port Charles is a spinoff of General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, the actual... <laughs> it's like... Actually... <laughs> Just actually about the hospital. Instead of General Hospital, which is always really weird. Um, right. So I know she was definitely a nurse. And had like, she definitely had lines. She definitely was in multiple scenes. Love her up, love her down. I just need to highlight her because her and Natalie's deaths were very gruesome if you think about it. Hers in particular, because she got, she got, anyway. You fucked up. Yeah. You were like, oh, wow. Again, just her just being so discarded and like, I knew it could have been anyone, but why did it have to be her? Right. And I think that goes right back into some of the conversations that we've had in other seasons on diversity. And I mm-hmm. guess when we get there, we can have a deeper conversation. Yeah. But I it I think it it rubbed me the wrong way, but then I also see what they did to Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if, they, oh. if they had only did that to her and not to Natalie, I right. would have been like as a woman as a whole. I was offended this entire episode as a social justice warrior. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, the, a woman dies in the beginning, and then this witch dies so brutally, and then Natalie dies so brutally. Like, we can't have, like, the the one person, the one male that dies just gets burned. I mean, even though even that is gruesome, but right, he was frozen right. for most of it. <laughs> do you think I do find it funny that all the good people that died are women and all and the bad person? Yeah, as like we learned earlier in this series that there are male witches, so why couldn't right. like the first witch be a male or the second witch be a male? Because it- they weren't the seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> <laughs> Our musical guest this week was Box, and they performed Annabelle. The music we heard in the episode again. Collective school, soul, like y'all, y'all are just like every season three episode. Uh, we heard skin, and we also heard tonight and the rest of my life by Nina Gordon. And during the uh, training combat scene, it takes two to make a thing go right by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. <laughs> That training seed. I was like, we're we really gonna go with this training montage right now. Okay. Yes. All right, Rocky. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Any trivia I can give to you? Okay, the title is based upon the song title Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen. 
made famous oh. by the Man Friend Man's Earth Band. This is the first episode where the heavens are shown. The first episode where a white lighter is killed. Uh, this is the first time Piper creates or at least writes a part of a spell. Really? Yes. And like... I'm um, deflecting. Was it? I'm rejecting your deflect. Oh my god, that was so bad! Was I, knew that was in Piper. Was I know it wasn't Piper. But it was so bad. And that's what like stuck in my head. Uh, it was so <laughs> and Piper really spent three seasons going no it's Quake or I gotta I gotta be a Quake leave me alone and leave me alone I gotta go to Quake I gotta go to Quake then it's my man my man my man my man my man Dan 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 or Leo Dan or Leo Dan or Leo Dan or Leo 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 now you're writing spells? It took you three seasons to write a spell. Well, she only wrote the spell because she was forced to. I don't think she... She would have definitely have left it up to Phoebe <laughs> if she had a chance. I'm not going to give that point to her because that was done because she was forced to. <laughs> so weird. Like, why have you never written a spell? I do like the fact that they had a rhyming dictionary to help them, though. I thought yeah. that was that was nice. I know in a later, was it, there was definitely a spell that Rue did where Phoebe makes remarks, you really have to lay off the rhyming. <laughs> and I don't know if it's, because all these episodes are running together, I don't know if it's before this episode or after this episode, but the fact that there is a rhyming dictionary is just so cute. Uh, the actor, Graham Shields, who appears at the, as the, one male victim in the episode will reappear later in season four as a shapeshifter. So, you know, may- you die as a dark light or you come back as a shapeshifter, baby. Uh, the IMDb synopsis is the sisters must stop a warlock from ex- executing his plan to steal specific powers from witches in his attempt to kill every white lighter in the world. Meanwhile, the girls get a new white lighter named Natalie. All right, that was that was something. The DVD synopsis is the Charm Ones battle their most powerful opponent, an ancient warlock who threatens the existence of all white lighters and witches. I like it. That makes yeah. I like it. To the point, wraps it all up. Doesn't give anything away for once. Right. Uh, any initial thoughts? I think I gave you all of the trivia. Yes, I did. Um, well, I think this episode highlights how... That Leo is at his job? I was going to say how hands-off he has been. I think it then also goes to show how good the girls are working together and obviously not needing somebody like Natalie, but also like, excuse me, but also it feels that Natalie didn't really care about her charges versus Leo. You know, kind of being more connected to his charges because when, 
when then we could talk about it. Yeah. But when he felt it, she was she was just saying, "Oh, okay, well, like man up, bro. What do you want me to do about it?" <laughs> so it felt like one of those period simulator uh, videos where the men are like, "This is only three, and <laughs> and the woman is just like, "Yeah, this is a regular day." And you be doing dishes on a throat? Oh no, baby. Oh no. And then when it did make me dis dislike her, and I feel that that was very purposeful. Yeah. So when Natalie, when she, you know, when she finally dipped, I understand what you were saying when she's when you said that she played an active part in her demise. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. My initial thoughts is the charm ones definitely like murdered her and they a thousand percent murdered this woman did they get their hands clean i mean did they get their hands dirty no but they a thousand percent aided and abetted in this woman's demise that was definitely gunshots to the elders like play with us play with us if you want homies (laughs) honestly I feel like it's more nefarious than that because they did all this just so Piper and Leo can get married. If they very clearly said if Natalie like reports bad about them, they don't get married. (laughs) They let this woman die just so Piper can marry a bum that she's not even really like. And this episode highlights it even more that they are not good together. Anyway. They also said, the girls also said if he doesn't come back as their white lighter, that they were going to go to the other side, which would have been easy for Phoebe. Mm-hmm. But I I don't necessarily think they would have went to your side, but I don't think that they would have played ball as easily as they have been if they lost Leo. And Especially to somebody as callous and nonchalant as Natalie was. And I don't feel like it's, I don't, because like, even Prue, because Prue, in the scene at the bar where we were talking earlier, where I feel like this is going to be just an episode of us just talking exposition instead of going through the whole plot, and that's even better. Um, when they're in the bar writing the spell, and Natalie, and they're talking about Natalie, Prue is very much like, you really do have to admire her dedication to the job. and Because Prue sees herself in Natalie. Because when Prue was at Buckland's, that's exactly how she was. Yeah. And she's dedicated to the job. The only reason why she's not at Buckland's is because she's destined for a higher power. And she wasn't happy at Buckland's. But she understands. Because that same tenacity that Natalie has towards being a white lighter is that same tenacity that she has as a witch and as a photographer and as somebody who actually has a work ethic because Phoebe doesn't know what it's like to have a job and Piper Piper is doing what she wants she's her own boss I saw that but I also saw Prue being very annoyed at her consistent playing by the rules and wanting to follow the rules because she didn't do that at Buckland. She doesn't do that as a photographer now. It's one thing to have tenacity and passion about your job, but to be such a, a strict go by the book, A, B, C, D, E, doesn't allow for you being flexible and in the situation 
allowing somebody else to be flexible. Because by I the feel- time she caught on what happened, it I, and I know the girls knew that something was amiss, but they were like, oh, well, if she wants us to play by the rules, then we'll play by the rules. Again, again. But, but I feel like it's slightly hypocritical of Prue to have that mindset. Would you do the same thing? Like, yeah, you, like, you're very by the rules. You're very by the book. Everything has its place. You're very rigid. That's a complaint that we have heard about Prue from season one through season three, that she's very rigid. She's very stubborn. And I think it's one of those things where, like, it's okay when I do it, but when you do it, it's annoying. You don't think, though, that there's been growth from season one to season three from Prue being very... No, it's definitely growth. I'm not going to take that away from her. But as spoiler alert, when they find out about Balthazar, it's Leo and then Piper. The person that they are most afraid of telling is Prue because you know how she's going to react. You know how she's going to be. And while there is growth, you know how you you just know how she is. I didn't necessarily take it as her being upset because of them playing by the rules. I found it more so this man has tried to take out us multiple times, multiple different ways regardless of what and then on top of that she knew something was wrong with phoebe over multiple weeks and and then phoebe didn't say anything i would be upset too like you raggedy we could especially last week too we could have lost leo the elders could have been listening what there was so much i think complexity into phoebe not telling her in all of the moments that she had to i think it's a little bit more complex than just playing by the rules fair fair and i'm not taking any of that aside because even in this episode she's like what's up because she's still very cagey even after announcing the victor bomb but it's not just it's having having to be accountable to prue is the hardest thing they can do right right and right and that's so yes all the, everything you just said is true but that aside it's still proved like it's not like even if like that didn't happen or like if prove was somehow okay with everything there she would still be upset like you didn't do what you were supposed to do and and I, yeah i can i can see that and also too but you don't even know if I have it. Like I don't even know if I have a target on my back because you haven't haven't said. No, he is just he is our complex little sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, and it's it's super it's frustrating altogether. And we'll we'll definitely deal with that in next week's episode. We can unpack mm-hmm. that a lot. But I feel like it's a lot of it's a problem when I it's it's fine when I do it when Natalie does it it's a problem because we saw the same kind of dynamic between her, between Prue and Jack 
while yes, she wasn't playing by Buckland's rules, but she understood like there's a way to do things. And the way that you're doing it is not how I like to do it. I don't cut corners, yada, yada, yada. And Adam mm-hmm. was like, I don't cut corners. I do things by the book. They're two sides of the same coin. It's just very, it's very annoying to see your flaws highlighted in front of you by somebody else. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I also just Natalie was. No, I mean, no, definitely too. Natalie. <laughs> Natalie was coded very correctly. She was yes. definitely like because there's a way to do that character and have her be annoying. Her just being by the books and being by the rules could be annoying, a foil on its own. But her, her, and Leo having that side conversation with which is slightly racist with the it's like, what are y'all doing? And then like, I didn't like the white lighter talk. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially to um. And understanding this was a bigger budget, but I had watched a TikTok on The Fifth Element mm-hmm. and how they came up with, spoiler alert, I have never seen The Fifth Element in its entirety. I typically stop after the opera singer gets murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never watched it entirety. But You um, tweeted, you? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, but how uh, they were able to, like Mila Jovovich had, she can speak five languages and was able to break down those languages to create another language. And it had 400 words. There was no thought, I think, put into the linguistics behind the white lighters mm-hmm. and the whole clucking thing was weird to me. And obviously because they are of a lighter tone, I can understand it not being racist but it was just yeah it was it this is a this is season three let's put some effort into what we're doing not even just that and it was just kind of like the clucking that crew did afterwards like yeah it, it just it just there was something else that could have been used and i know that's it's a it's low-hanging fruit it just didn't it didn't feel Awesome. Like this episode just didn't feel good. Right. When I heard especially too when you go to the go into the heavens and then you hear them doing in the background, I was like, okay. Like why can't let's just catch everybody up? Because I know we're kind of hopping around. I just wanted to catch everybody up into what's going on. So uh at the beginning of the episode, Piper and Prue are putting together a potion so that uh Phoebe can make sure that the inspector who has been assigned to Cole's case is not a demon. The potion stinks. Um it's guano and so it completely fills the kitchen. Uh but what will happen is when Davidson takes the potion, if he is a demon, it will strangle him from the inside out. Um Leo has not shown up on time because he's out helping charges. So that is another layer to this episode and bringing in Natalie because Piper kind of feels rejected and she doesn't really feel like they're on the same page. And that is an underlying plot throughout, which honestly I think I'm over because if you wanted, there's a, there's a skipping a little bit further into the episode. Piper's trying to talk to Leo about what he's been doing throughout his day. And he can't tell him, tell her anything because it's classified because he's a white lighter and because he's on probation, he doesn't want to take any chances and she gets frustrated and I feel I, I feel that you had that 
before and you decided that wasn't the route that you wanted to take and it consistently like beat this over our heads you didn't want an everyday Susie homemaker let's sit down and talk about our relationship I'm I'm, I I no longer have empathy for her yeah this really got on my nerves and we made the joke last week that if Leah was an uber driver Piper would be in the front seat and it's proven in this episode because Le- for all intents and purposes, Leo is a therapist. And if he has to be with other clients, he has to be with other clients. You just have to accept that. And to expect him to go like to deal with the client and then come home and be like, yo, so let me tell you about my charge, Samantha. Samantha was getting her face punched in by her by her boyfriend. And you're and mm-hmm. you're just you're asking him to betray other people's confidences and you're asking him to expound on his day when you know he can't like you wouldn't feel good if he was telling his other charges about you and like your day and what you were doing how do you think that's okay just because you're his quote unquote fiance like girl you know like he like you know he can't this is the same thing as if Leo was a doctor working in a hospital. He can't, like, he can tell you the, like, oh, I had a gunshot victim come in, but he can't tell you, like, the ins and outs of this right. victim. And yeah, I, you kind of, like, you have to <laughs> you have to accept it. And, and she doesn't. And throughout the season, I mean, I think throughout the season, throughout the series, the series. you see that she doesn't. And it's kind of like, girl... You were upset last week because he's an unemployed man. You were upset this week because he can't tell you about his day. You picked this struggle. You did. You picked a broke man who is an angel, who is, a, who is multiple people's guardian angels. Right. How did right. you think that this was going to go? You did it. And now didn't. we have to hear about him dealing with other charges for the next like eight seasons I mean sorry five seasons I know in like maybe season five or whatever they walk a mile in each other's shoes and she understands what he has to go through a little bit but that's season five and we're in season three it's a lot and I'm over it I don't I don't care I I don't care while this is happening, though, uh, we see we are introduced to the warlock Eames, and he is pursuing a witch in the alley. I don't know why witches are always hanging out in alleys. Please stay in, please stay in well lit, populated, well populated places, guys. Like, I feel like this is going back to season one where we're giving tips and tricks on how to survive in the world. You are a witch. Why? Why are we always finding you in these backyard alleys every episode? Y'all are getting shanked because it's your fault, okay? Pairs of twos, come on now. Like, I, it also kind of frustrates me later on because when they go on lockdown, the white lighters aren't given a chance to tell their charges what's going on. And that girl died by herself and didn't know what was going on. And it's, when you start to look at the- Yeah, she died. They were talking about timeline. She died while they were in their morning meeting discussing this (laughs) and they're like oh and on top of that it then goes to show that the elders kind of know what's going on and almost in an um, omnipotent way Mm -hmm. because 
they were able to lock down really, really quick once they figured out what was going on. So why, why are the dark ones always one upping y'all? Why, 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 why is there the seven levels and everybody in the dark side know what's going on, able to? And it shouldn't happen that way because while there is a common goal demons are known to just be demons and yeah. do whatever the hell they want for their own personal, you know, movement. So that frustrated me. So anyway, going back into Eames, Eames is pursuing this guy, this girl through an alleyway. He throws fireballs at her. She deflects it and he is excited. He's like, oh, you got the power of deflection, baby. <laughs> you about to be we mine. We know why he's excited. Because we find... Not even just that. Later on in the episode, I guess. Well, we could get there. We'll get there when we get there. Sorry for rushing you. So she deflects it back into him. It looks like uh, he's been vanquished, but we find out he also has cloning ability. So his real self pops up as she is sighing in relief, and he shanks the fuck out of her right in her belly. And as she is dying, he absorbs uh, her powers. She drops dead to the floor, and that's when Natalie shows up. And if Natalie plays by the book, was she only supposed to show up after she died to try to revive her? Because you clearly knew what was coming, like going on, because the moment her head hit that pavement, she was there to try to revive her. So is that also playing by the book? The way I read it and the way I look at it, it's as if they were. This was happening while they were having their morning meeting, and as soon as they were like meeting the Smith, Natalie orbs down, or so. Either way, they're in the morning meeting. They're discussing it either by the time it ends or whilst she is feeling her charge and danger, she orbs out of the meeting, and then by the time she gets in her charge, charge is dead. Either way, maybe let's not have staff meetings at 8 a.m. Let's not. Let's not have all hands at 8 a.m., okay? <laughs> lesson here. That's a lesson. All, 8 a.m. all-hand meetings, they don't work. Everybody hates you. They don't work. <laughs> so Natalie ends up orbing into the manor uh, right as Leo and Piper are wrapping up their daily argument or bi-hourly argument with the kiss. Um, she was able to grab the athame that Eames used to kill Vivian. Prue walks in. Prue sees the athame. She thinks that Natalie is a demon. She about to fuck her up. Fuck this bitch up. Well, no she, questions she asked. Table. She about to jump over and be like, ah. and I was like, yes. That is how you witch. That is how you wish I know not by Natalie. Natalie said no, no, no. I know. Like <laughs> last week, we didn't give Phoebe her props. Which was it last week or maybe two weeks ago when the deep when uh the bounty hunter was in the house was you like demon and goes to beat him up. I just love that they are finally kind of on it. They hear us right, sound right. and is ready to fight versus like Whoops what's going ass. on? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Leo. 
Leo, you know, Leo's like, please do not fuck up my friend. Uh, we are both white lighters. We find out that Natalie and Leo were both um, at, medics that died. All they need to know is I'm a fellow white lighter. They don't need all that information, okay? Don't tell them about me. Don't tell them. I don't know these hoes, and they don't need to know me. All their charges need to know is that I'm a coworker, okay? See, I just... a Scorpio as somebody who knows that I am bougie and I know that I have an ego you're not gonna be in my and as a charmed one you're not gonna be in my fucking house with that fucking attitude I don't know who the fuck you like my tummy was already like I don't like you Natalie you gotta get the fuck out of here immediately because you're not gonna be in my house that i'm paying the extra line of credit on for this <laughs> bitches club for her broke ass man for you not to be sitting here explaining who the fuck you are okay i was so annoyed because how many other we have met other people we've met stupids we've met all these other people who've been like i'm i'm a swan by night like get out of here just it, it would have taken 30 seconds. Your attitude going to get you molly whopped in this house, okay? Wait till my sister come in this house and she judo chop you in the throat, okay? I don't know who you're talking to like that. Judo chop. But yeah, I mean... I mean, what else she going to do? I already posted it. I already did. So you guys can look at it. Uh, the video where Phoebe tries to... like The scene with Phoebe... Um, <laughs> she levitates and Natalie just spins her and I'm just like why has this not happened more on the show <laughs> cause like she she levitates up and it definitely takes her like a half a second to go into whatever she's doing <laughs> of course that gives the demon enough time to just grab your boot and throw it up I think somebody made a good point. Why she always levitates? She levitates in situations that don't need her to levitate just to prove that she got a power. I don't know who said that, but I 100% agree I with you. There, there was no need. I it on Twitter. So that's probably where you saw it. There was no need for her to be levitated. She need her ass handed to her. So Natalie is here to tell the sisters that her most, most powerful. powerful charge, Vivian, got shanked in a back alley because, and I think her 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 reasoning behind it, because I would have said the same thing, like, if that's your most powerful charge, why are you not on her ass? You knew that Eames was coming for her. And she's like, well, she just didn't, she didn't listen to me. And I don't think that's enough. I, if you want to be a stickler for the rules, why were you not? eyeing her more closely I to make feel, sure that you could pop in when you need to. I feel like I will lay, give that I to Leo. Like, Leo be popping in. I feel like they're laying the groundwork for proof because she said uh, I warned her to lay low but like she like the way she phrased it it was like mm-hmm. she was too stubborn to do so and or and we see that a lot with Prue. They are laying the groundwork for Prue. Right, right. I also didn't like her because you just lost a charge and there was no emotion there. Which, if you're supposed to be this, this white lighter who's been around for all of these years, how do you not have any... Even if it's not like... I'm not asking you to be like tongue in Piper or tongue in Vivian, but some sort of connection... 
to help grow that bond. Some know, fondness, maybe, you know maybe, what I'm saying? Like nobody's asking you to diddle her her butt or something like that. Like just maybe I remember when I was working at the shelter, the reason why I quit. <laughs> the euthanasia's got to be like I stopped feeling anything right and I was like oh I'm no longer like when the grieving families are obviously devastated that I have just injected their dog with blue juice and they're just sitting there sobbing and crying and I'm just like yo we got another body to do so can we like wrap this up and I was like oh bitch you are you need to go. <laughs> like, you got to get out of here. You can't think right, like that. Right. And I feel like that maybe is what, like, Natalie, if Natalie has been a white lighter as long as Leo has, this may be her 50th fucking charge that she's left, that she's lost. So. You're doing a bad job, homie. I mean, when humans are mortal <laughs> and can die, you can't oh, feel well, the I think she meant lost because you get shaked. But no, I mean, like, mortals die, and if you are. Immortal for unless you get right hit with an arrow, right? You're charged like I again. I'm not being an apologist for Natalie. I'm just you know. No, no. I mean, you're showing a different light. Yeah. Um, she does come in hot. She already starts complaining about the special attention that Leo gives the charm ones. Mm-hmm. And I feel that Leo should have stood ten toes down. We heard about yeah. your special attention, right? Like I, I have the charm ones. If we're going to sit here and talk about who's who in, in, in the the ranking, I have the charm ones and they deserve special attention. I mean, the Piper thing, she got a point. And then that's when they start clicking oh, <laughs> and I, arguing about Piper. And because like Piper, and I think, okay. Piper's face? <laughs> well, no. I think this is my problem with characters like Piper and I understand that like my tizzy will not let it go you understand that what you are doing is breaking the rules we are allowing you to break the rules to see how this works but you still kind of have to mind your p's and q's like you like you don't have a free reign to do whatever like I understand that you are the charm ones yada 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 but like girl you are an exception to the rule relax and if we are breaking the rules and we are on probation, at least act like it. At least act like fake the funk. Oh yeah, he, he you you have to fix my finger. Oh yeah, my finger. Oh yeah, see, ah. like you're making it hot, girl. Girl, play your part. Play. If you're gonna be a drug dealer's girlfriend, play your part. I don't think she cares. I think she don't. Her being a charmed one. Again, talking about ego and ranking. You want me to do, you want me to do what you want me to do, then you need to do what I want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? She don't, she don't give a damn. Piper don't care. Natalie goes to chastise him some more. Uh, she chastises the sisters because they keep the Book of Shadows in the attic and not especially protected altar room when Prue goes to find out who Eames is in the Book of Shadows. She chastises Leo for eating a strawberry or he tries to go eat a strawberry, but they're not allowed to eat while they're at work. You coming in hot, and this is my house. Like I said before, I pay the bills. <laughs> no, fair. Natalie, I feel like it would be worse if we were in P3, though. Like, because at the end of the oh, day, yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, 
Leo ain't doing. Leo does not do his job, and that is a gripe that we have had since the introduction of Leo. And I'm gonna be like, I would be fucking tight. And you have been fucking tight. If you over here busting your ass at a job and your coworker just like, oh wow, you working mad hard. That sucks. I'm gonna go on lunch. You be all right though. Or you're you working hard at your job and your coworker is just over here bending his shorty over the desk like willy nilly. I like, mean, is she she really working hard? Vivian is in the alleyway, cold. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> If, See, we don't need to be having comebacks. All three my charges are good. Bitch, your, your charge just died like three weeks ago. What you talking about? Her sister had to kill her. What are you talking about? That's the 14th whom they died. They died. <laughs> what are you talking about? But they come back. But they come back. <laughs> she So Natalie brings up uh, first of all, this is how much I fucking despise, and this is why I can't really be mad at fucking Natalie because Leo is like, well, the Charm ones took out Belfazar, and Belfazar took out the Triad. You you had no part in that. In fact, you actually made it harder for them to do their job because you healed him. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> you healed a demon. You were not doing your job, and Natalie. I mean, was, he can't. He can't say that though. He can't. I know. He can't say and that. And Natalie though. was like, "Okay, thank you for opening the door, counselor." Balthazar is a perfect example. How the fuck did he get that close to them so he could do all of this shit? If you were on your job, it wouldn't have gotten this far. You know what? I'm I'm going to give Leo pause on that. Because the elders ain't no shit either. And we talked about that multiple times. That the elders ain't know who the fuck Cole was. Okay? So he went. He did ask. It took him a while. But he did go ask the elders. And elders ain't no shit. All they knew about who Balthazar was. They just knew about, They just knew the hunk in the red. They know the human hunk. I'm- and so at that point, he did all that he could do. Because up there, whoever is supposed to be watching and eyeing, like... Do they not have spies? Somebody? Because they're... Anyway, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward because <laughs> if I keep you on this Leo dizzy, we never going to get finished. So while all this is happening, uh, Phoebe is finally at lunch with Davidson. They're in a diner. He even mentions like, oh, you must be a little nervous. You have something to hide because why are we in a public place? And she's like, it's because you black. I don't trust you. You can take my wallet. And I get that. <laughs> That did not happen. She did not say that part. But she's just like, no, I don't have anything to hide. What do you mean? I don't have anything to hide. Oh, my gosh. She gets him distracted. She puts uh, the potion in his coffee. He starts choking. She's like, fuck, he is a demon, but he was not. Which, you know, I feel like they should do that with all of the men that they come into contact with. What's funny is... Why didn't we do it to the black person? We bypassed it because we were talking about so many different things. Uh, Prue is making his potion for Phoebe because Phoebe still hasn't learned her lesson. She was like, you know, there may be a chance that Reese could be a demon. And Phoebe was like, yo, you right. I didn't even think of that. 
how? You were the one seduced. You should be the one on the most lookout. I mean, but not even she was the one seduced, but Piper's the first person that they murdered was Piper's. <laughs> the fact that that's not part of their daily routine every time. I mean, it's not to be every time you bang somebody, but if they're going to be coming around, because I mean, clearly demons do it better, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why the girls have gotten got twice. But I feel that once you want to, you know, have them around a little bit more often, spike their tea, spike their coffee. Let's just make sure. So I'm glad that the girls are finally being able to learn from their mistakes and move on from it. Mm-hmm. He is not a demon. Uh, he starts talking about all like the blood that was in Cole's uh, house. Mm-hmm. The fact that he had all that occult stuff. He was like, your boy was a hotel. You don't find that concerning. Did he sell you bean pies? Did he? <laughs> and she was like, no, I don't know what you mean. Oh my goodness. And Davidson was like, you raggedy ass bitch, you a liar. Because she was like, because <laughs> she messed up. Um, she, well, she was supposed to say, he asked her some questions. She was like, right. Yes. Right, I didn't know. She, she has too many lies in her head to keep them straight. She can't be a ride or die. She would get you locked up so quickly on a oops. So while all of that is happening, we're back at the manor. In the book, they find out about deflection. Prue and Piper don't understand how the warlock would have been able to get as close to Vivian if she was supposed to be this all-powerful witch, how she get caught in the back alley. I had the same question. So did I. Thank you for being able to answer that. And we find out that this man has been on it for a decade. He went to Kenya and yoked up somebody. <laughs> You keep coming after black witches. So this is where, so you talked about the clicking Mm -hmm. being upsetting to you. This is where I got upset. He goes to Kenya to get the ability to shape shift. And I was like, what kind of Lion King racist trope is that? Transmogrification. Another one where, so this is another scene where Piper. They only need to cut you off, but they only call out the Kenya because they also say that two years later he also yokes up another witch to get his cloning ability. Mm-hmm. He don't say he went to Russia <laughs> or China. <laughs> ten toes down on your racism. Let's be ten toes down. Why you ain't go to Asia to get your clone in? This reminds me of our conversation that we had offline. Like, now why is Jamaica in it? Huh? All right, he didn't kill they nobody. Ate his ass alive on TikTok. He had to put out like three different videos. So to to paint, don't mess with Jamaicans. To paint a picture, there was a, a TikToker <laughs> who was reporting on a murder that happened out here in New York, and he describes the murderer as a Jamaican murderer. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Why, why is Jamaica in it? He killed these people in Queens, New York. What the fuck? Why is him being Jamaican have anything to do with him being a murderer? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm Jamaican too. I can say Jamaican murderer. They ate him up. They ate him. He came back to I mean, the I- and was like... 
Me a Jamaican man. <laughs> I don't follow him, but he comes on my timeline quite a lot. And I just feel that some of his, he's very biased in his reporting, which is why I don't follow him. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a, like a Bravo blog, be a Bravo blog and just report the facts. Like his hatred for Giselle, I thrive on it because like she don't be doing apps. She be doing the bare minimum and the hate that you have for this woman is a wild. But anyway, going back into it. So they they obviously now think, right, that Eames is doing, that is planning, he's planning something big, but they don't know what it is. clearly he's trying to take at least right on a bare minimum Mm -hmm. he's trying to kill the witches Mm -hmm. even if you can't figure out what the end game is you know he's trying to kill witches do they go and tell any of the witches hey y'all need to you know stay indoors pairs quadruplets something they don't tell nobody nothing you know this man is on the loose is taking out witches left and right there is not a alert that goes up on the white lighter message board, nobody pages anybody else, nobody click clacks today. Other it's just weird to me because when Cole took out the triad, all the demons knew that he took out the triad. There was a bounty put on his head. Right? No, some like you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew. You said what? that and all I can hear is a ten ten wince like sound in my head. <laughs> Like a bat phone, something you telling me, you you don't know what his end game is, but clearly he is taking out witches who have active powers. So Phoebe, you good, but the rest of you, I hate you. I hate you. But the rest of y'all, y'all need to be. You know, nothing, nothing. What happens to the elders later on, they 100% deserve because this is wild. It also plays, I think, when you, you know, move further along into religion, like the bad guys have all the fun. It always seems like the bad guys play a, a better game than the good guys. Why y'all, why are y'all not organized? But so moving week. on because we week. have been in this for an hour and a half. No. Um... It's just like, you know, the police don't talk to each other. The, the guys don't talk to each other. No. So, Piper's over this shit. They start. So, Natalie's wild. Natalie's like, can you excuse us so we can talk in private? Piper was like, absolutely not. It freezes. <laughs> and Leo is. <laughs> They go and they have an offline conversation in the kitchen. And Leo's like, you can do that shit in the bedroom, but you can't be doing that in front of the white liners. And I was... too much information for me. It was and I knew I I mean we knew it. We had seen it, but it was for him to have thrown it out in an argument. Like, you lucky I allow that to happen when we're having sex. But out in public, you're not gonna embarrass me. I mean, <laughs> the only thing I like about this scene is when Natalie unfreezes and Prue is just like, <laughs> hi, 
Piper froze you. <laughs> like, Prue's chaotic good in this episode. Oh, and gosh, I loved her. she needs to be chaotic good throughout the, enti- throughout the rest of her run. Oh, okay, I was going to say the entire series to be the next I, episode. <laughs> I caught myself, all right? Oh, man, you're going to be crying this entire episode. <laughs> Phoebe walks in. She clearly sees that there's contention between them, even though, as usual, they deny that there's contention, or Leo denies their contention between them. Uh, they fill her in on what's going on with Natalie. Prue is trying to scribe for Eames, um, trying to focus on Vivian's power, because that is technically still alive in Eames. They were able to find Eames in the industrial district. Phoebe walks in. Phoebe gets a vision of Eames killing what they believe is a male witch. So they about to hi-ya, freeze, they way into the, the alley. Mm-hmm. Again, always in these back alleys at random times. And Natalie says, well, let me go and talk to the elders to make sure. That what we do, we're not walking into a trap. Right. And Prue was like, that's not how we do things in this charmed household, okay? There was an innocent on the line. We got to go and find the innocent. Fuck you. And they go back and forth, and finally proves like, you know what? We're going to wait for you. I understand where you're coming from. And the moment she orbs out, <laughs> they go to the alley. They, you know, being that it is an innocent, we find out that it is a dark lighter. Eames ends up killing the dark lighter and taking the, the bow. Am I wrong for thinking the that they should have realized that that was a dark lighter sooner? But didn't they also get caught with the innocent trick, like, last week? Yes! They learned okay, just, just nothing. Like, they learned. We, we did give nothing. we did give Prue pops earlier for uh, the potion. Yes, but yes, they never. They always run into the unassuming victim. Like, oh my god, this person's in trouble. But well, I'm sorry. You're. I know premonitions are in black and white or whatever. But that was a black on black suit that you could very clearly tell that was a black on black suit. If that doesn't, if that's not the white nefarious, he let he he didn't look like the seventh son. Like the seventh son, the seventh son had this innocence to him. He was very docile in the premonition. That man looked like he be copping fields without asking. He was straight up like (laughs) he was wearing the dark lighter uniform, but didn't know. But you also have to depend on Phoebe for the download of information. Just understand who has been given the premonition powers. You have to do- you have to depend on Phoebe to be able to fill in all of those blanks. <laughs> so I'm I'm a give the other two a pass just because they didn't get that information. See, Phoebe didn't sit down and say, "Well, this is why I saw my premonition." Blah 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 blah. So I'm gonna give that. So they come back in. Natalie finally comes back and is like, mm, they think it's a trap. They don't necessarily believe it's an innocent. And they're like, yeah, about that. <laughs> we ain't listening to you. She is pissed at Leo. And the elders are like, fuck, fuck this shit. Both of y'all need to come upstairs. And they hold hands. And Piper's like, y'all ain't had to do all that to go orb out. We're going to have a conversation about that later. Piper wasn't feeling that. I mean, uh, there's- I was giving Natalie great. This is literally like the uh, <laughs> the two best friends. Yes, this is that. I was giving her great. First of all, once on her close friends, I was like, "We're not. I don't have anything else to say." Like the hoodie. It was weird. If I heard the hoodie first, I would have been like, eh. "This." Well, the hoodie thing. 
the way she, the, the second girl, describes it mm-hmm. is downplaying her actions because she was taking pictures with just the hoodie on and her undies. It wasn't like... No, 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 no. No, I understand that. So, yeah. The close friends one, off rip, why, why are you with my man? Why is my man and your close friends? And she's just it's like, weird. oh, I just add everybody to my close friends. No, you no, don't. No, no, There's you a sh- reason why we have close friends. I post no, thirst traps on my regular account. So post them on your regular, like post them on your regular Instagram, not just on your thirst. Like, what are you talking about? Then she was like, oh, he mounted the TV for me. And I just want to say thanks by giving him. Pay him. Look up how much a, the cheapest person on Thumbtack. Or whatever it is. On Thumbtack. And fucking. Pay, pay him. And on top of that, she brought the, like, she didn't. So she didn't necessarily like get the sandwich as he was working. She got the sandwich and then waited the very next morning to give it to him. I'm telling you, just mm, she knew what she was doing, and the fact that she tried to downplay it all, she's a raggedy bitch. Yes. But so while all this is happening, Natalie, for what, like, go ahead. Whatever reason holds Leo's hand when she's orbiting back up, when they're orbiting up to the heavens, and that's when. I would have thrown a shoe at her ass. Shoe, or about with a fucking boot print on your face. Well, all this is happening now. Phoebe's like, Leo, I need to talk to you in private. This is when you decide, you telling me on Monday, y'all, y'all didn't have no attacks and you couldn't sit down, Leo, and talk to him in that there. You couldn't wait until after this was handled. No, all this is going on. You guys might lose Leo as your white lighter. Piper wants to put her foot in his ass. This is when you decide to tell him, by the way, well, I did not. Something, something, there's a line and I wish I had wrote it down. There's something that makes her gives her the sign that this is the time to tell him. So earlier, he she had said that she had wanted to talk to him. Yes. And so with all that, when he comes back, that's when he's like, hey, with everything going on, I forget. I forgot that you wanted to talk. But as a person who is seeing everything that's going on, you could have easily just said, we could talk later. I don't think right now is the time. Like, read the room. Read, I, read the room. So she finally tells him. He flips the fuck out. He's like, you dumb fool. God, I'm going to make a timestamp for that. Because <laughs> that was loud. Oh. <laughs> She's like, you dumb hoe. He's like, he wore the skin of a killer, Bella. I'm going to fuck if he's half human. Like, he was flipping out and I was cackling because I don't think we've ever seen Leo get this upset and Phoebe's like I couldn't kill him I loved him I love him you don't understand he saved me I had every intention of doing it I knew Prue was gonna blow his ass up and I had to save him I figured if anybody would understand forbidden love you would so Leo makes a face that is giving full Matt Rife and Leo says, you want me to be one of the boys? You want me to be one of the boys? <laughs> and it's... I don't know what verbal cue it was. I don't remember what verbal cue it was that 
was the sign that Phoebe needed to get this off her chest. It wasn't the right time. And honestly, I think it was just because we needed to move the plot forward. Because yep, yep. On, She'd been hemming and hawing for that long. Not even just that. So what we skipped over is Natalie and Leo are up in the heavens talking. Um, yep. And not, so Natalie's chastising. She's mad annoying. She's chastising Leo once again. And he's like, mind your fucking business. I can do my job. She's like, actually, it's my business because the elders don't really think you're doing your job right. And from what I'm seeing, you not. And that's when Phoebe um, calls him. And he's like, well, according to the rules, a charge's call comes first. And I gotta go. And that's when we get into that yeah. whole scene. So he has just learned that his bosses thinks he sucks at his job. He's learns that his one of his charges didn't do her job correctly and then I think he was just bragging about the fact that they took out one of the best demon hunters around ain't do shit they didn't do shit so Natalie come back right Mm -hmm. and this is where it starts to get wild but we gonna 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 move through this quickly Mm -hmm. because I don't want to go on a tangent so after that happens, he's upset. He walks away. He starts getting period pains. And he's like, oh, my God. What is going on? I don't understand. <laughs> this man is bent over. Like, Piper, this is what you got to deal with every month. No wonder you're such a bitch. I get it now. We find out. Natalie orbs in. She, her and Prue were talking. We find out that uh, he is feeling the pain of a witch being stabbed. And they kind of go, her, him and Natalie kind of go back and forth about it, which I didn't necessarily think it was the time. Cause now he's like, yeah, well, I feel it too, but I don't like that getting in, you know, get involved in my job. Clearly this issue. Once a month too, I work right through it. I don't understand why you can't. And then, again, I think it kind of plays back. As we talk about race, it's really difficult to see a black woman being murdered because they're trying to get her white lighter, Nally is completely like disillusioned to it. Leo does want to go, but cannot because Prue they have it. put the white lighters no, actually, on lockdown. No, no, no. Prue, Prue does go and stop him. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, why haven't I thought about it before? Duh. The only reason why he would want a dark lighter's arrow is so he can kill a white lighter. And he kind of beats himself he, in two ways. He beats himself up. One, he can't go and save the charge. And two, he knew that if he had ran in there um, unprotected, he would have gotten shot and that would have given him the white lighter powers. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely very, very torn. But once Eames realizes that nobody is coming to save her, he kills her. Bye, and it's very. I'll see you in Port Charles. I will. Yo, for how she was treated in this episode, I'm going to say her name. The sisters are pissed off at Natalie because they didn't, they didn't, uh, she didn't allow them to go save the witch. And now it's going to be even worse trying to vanquish Eames because of just the amount of powers that he's been able to collect. Also, it hasn't been, I just wanted to reiterate that this is not, this isn't over the course of two days that he's gotten his power. This man started his journey a decade ago. And the white lighters and the elders did absolutely nothing. So fuck all of y'all. When you think about it, just, just fuck all of y'all. Because it could have been avoided. Leo is upset. He feels like 
his feelings for them has completely clouded his responsibility to do anything. And so he had already talked to the to the elders and was like, well, I can't do my job. Clearly Natalie can do a better job. And so I'm going to step aside and let, you know, Natalie be a white lighter until I decide to come back. And so the girls are upset. Leo is like, hey, I quit. I can't be your, I can't be your white lighter anymore. I'm supposed to be leading you and you're leading me. Because again, Prue puts two and two together and realizes this is a trap. On top of everything that Natalie has said, on top of what Phoebe has said, I'm out. So now that uh, Natalie is in charge, she's like, we're going to do things differently. Um, and she's like, we're going to do, uh, we're going to fight him better, stronger. We're changing things satorially. And nobody knows what that means. She's at the Piper. She's like, she doesn't like our clothes. And the reason why this sticks out to me a lot, because this was definitely in the promo where uh, Prue goes, well, then I have nothing to wear. <laughs> I distinctly remember the WB promo for this episode and them saying, I have nothing to wear. And it's, I don't know why, but anyway. Um, so Piper is now in a, like, they're all like various kinds of camo, but Phoebe is culturally appropriating an Asian camo. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Piper has like a snakeskin ponytail and Prue is with like the camel shirt with the bright pink pastel bra showing like all around here. Um, they, how, how long is, is this been the longest 24 hours of anybody's life? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. From the training montage, they go to P3 to come up with a spell, which is where mm-hmm. Piper learns to do this for the very first time, supposedly. Um, we get the we're rejecting your deflection, and mm-hmm. we learn that uh, Natalie seals her fate by playing uh by being fate. fate essentially. Thank you. Um, Ames needs a white lighter. I'll be I'll be the white lighter. And like, no, we can't let you do that. My concern isn't for you though. Well. It's not just for you. Like, if you die, Leo's feelings is going to be sad for a while. So Maybe don't die. But <laughs> this is where they're all in agreement. The charm ones are in agreement that we're going to let her die. Okay? If she wants to die, let her die. And since it's her plan, we won't get blamed for it. If we get, if she dies executing her plan, we were just doing what she wanted. She wanted to be bait, and this is the casualty of bait. We won't get in trouble. It's the perfect crime. So what happens is Natalie goes and orbs into the dead witch. Eames pop in, pops in, tries to shoot at her, but she orbs away. So the arrow goes through her little bubbles. The girls come. They fling the crossbow from Eames' hands. Uh, he disappears, shimmers out, because we then find out that he was a clone. And the sisters are concerned. They're like, that just, he doesn't fight us. He doesn't do anything, nothing. He just disappears. They agree, well, this is what she wanted. So we're going to go back to the manor. But they are concerned about him not fighting. They get back to the manor. They hand the crossbow over to Natalie. 
they're again saying we are concerned because he didn't fight back, just disappeared. His clone was there. We never actually truly got to see Eames, nor did he, we actually fight him, but we came back because we're playing by the rules and that's what you want us to do. And it kind of clicks in Natalie's head just a little bit too late that the only thing that was left behind was the crossbow. And what does Eames have the power of? It's modification. And the moment it clicks and they all realize it, you see like him start to come from the crossbow and you see his head. Eames was the crossbow all along. He takes Natalie hostage. The girls try to fight him. It was a very like, he was like, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't got shit for me. It was like deflecting everything. And he goes and he stabs her. And they're like, oh no. They call for Leo. Leo comes downstairs. He has been watching even though he was not supposed to because remember they're on lockdown. He's not supposed to be their white ladder anymore, but he was watching what was going on. So he already knew that he kind of had to jump in. Ah, He says he thinks there's only one chance to stop him, but it does involve breaking all the rules. He mentions that obviously being shot because he had been shot before by a dark lighter's arrow. It does take some time to die. And so he, I thought first run through that they were going to go and try to save her and heal her and everything like that. Nope. Nope. They just knew that that was enough time to put their plan together. <laughs> so nobody comes to save Natalie. He's like, oh, look at you. Do I hear You're somebody... withering in pain. Oh like, my God. Do I hear somebody coming? No, but I hear somebody going. Wild. I love, I love him very much. And he takes the arrow and jams it in further into her tummy and she succumbs. She exits her way out. He takes her powers and goes up into the heavens where the girls are waiting and whoop his ass. They say their spell, the spell was actually really well put together because they were able to deflect and take away all of the powers that he has stolen. And because he, the only power that they did not take away, which is very smart girls was the white lighter power. They, he shoots the arrow at them. Um, they freeze the arrow. And then after they say the spell, they throw his frozen body on the arrow where he dies. It was it was a really good ending. Um, I wouldn't say that it fell flat. I kind of I didn't feel bad for Natalie either. So that didn't matter. <laughs> so I think it's because of how Peacock, because Peacock doesn't have all of the music rights for it. So this episode ends with, Piper and Leo officially engaged. Probation is over. They can get married. Yada, yada, yada. And, like, the music that they were playing for the outro did not match, like, the love that we were watching, I guess. And I was like, it further proved that this was a murder episode. Like, it didn't sound happy. The outro sounded like these women got away with murder because they did. Also, so you had on one hand, you had the fact that they do have an official engagement, but you also have on the other hand that Leo is now carrying the weight of the fact that he knows Balthazar is not dead. And Piper is like, something is going on with you and you think I'm stupid, but I'm here when you want to talk. But you think I'm dumb and I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, it's... the episode supposedly ends on a high note, but I it it doesn't. She's it, again. I think it's mostly because of the music uh, Peacock selected for the outro. Also, it's because 
they literally allowed a force of good to die so your sister could marry a homosexual that she is incompatible with and every shape and form the only thing they have in common are that they're magical beings yeah um anything how would you handle the conflict in the episode or any tweaks that you would make I probably would have let Natalie die too I mean <laughs> no, I think at some point in time, and maybe because I'm closer. Well, also too, I am the eldest in our trio, so I probably would. No, I probably would have fucked the demon. Um, I feel like I'd have told you guys, but it wouldn't have been like, oh my god, I'm like, yeah, I fucked him. Yeah, I was trying to kill my boo, and I was gonna let that happen. Now what? Now what? <laughs> But I think that's also different. Like we talked earlier, like the hierarchy, I'm the eldest. I think our Phoebe probably would have done the same thing that Phoebe did. Like, oh shit. <laughs> um, I think that like, I don't really care about Leo and Piper. I'm like I said before, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had officially canceled the, um, love interest chemistry <laughs> uh, segment and if I didn't then I would have definitely done it in this episode because girl let that man live. like this is what you picked this is what you picked this is your man stand beside him you wanted a magical being because all he could do was understand like the magic side of you not anything else and it's like the 80-20 rule. And Leo's definitely the 20, but she already... Oh, I was about to say, I hope you weren't saying he was 80. Oh, Leo's... no, he's definitely the shorty. <laughs> Leo's definitely the 20 that she thinks is an 80, but you gave up the 80 for the... He gave the whole... That was like 95. We could have been rich. And, like, had you not gaslight him for half a season... He probably would have been okay with you being a witch. He was okay with you being a witch, as evidenced by. You're not, no, no, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I am giving this episode four Lashawn Andersons because, goddamn, you you suffered and you will not suffer in vain. Well, on that note, I'm going to give this six and a half Black Power Fist because she carried this episode on her back. When you think about it, if it wasn't for her death, they would not have been able to do what they did to Eam. So Black Power, it's, al- it's always on the black back of us. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. But so witches be hoes. Blessed be. Blessed be, bitches.